0: CHO Bears podcast. What's going on, everyone? We are happy to be here. I am happy to be back from vacation. We are projecting a 53-man roster. We are all doing great with the exception of Nick's pinky.
1: Yeah, the pinky was a casualty in last night's uh, victory. Third one for the CHO, uh, CHO team. But look, I think this one's on me, you guys. Like, going up to catch a fly ball. It was high up there. I didn't connect the pinkies right. And I'm trying to think how the hell did my pinky literally look the opposite way. It's because I didn't connect them. Like, over-shoulder the catch, you teach them football. I don't think I connect them right. And that ball coming down literally took my pinky with it. And now it's in a splint, and we'll see the actual severity of the injury after this podcast.
2: Well, uh, let me let me jump in here, Hogue, because I, I gotta just set the scene. First of all, uh, Nick was asked to play center field last night. We had an outfielder missing. Nick's been all over the diamond, playing every single position, position, doing everything that we've ever asked him to do for the team this year. That is three and one, and our only loss came on the opening week as we were, you know, getting to know each other as we build this championship season. Nick stepping into center field last night, tough play, men on, uh, women on, whoever the hell was on. Uh, and, uh, two outs going back on it and just made a, uh, just a solid, solid catch and then instantly doubled over in pain. And, and, and I felt like puking, but Nicholas Moriano and Chad, I'd like to open this up to you. Toughest bears players of all time. This dude's finger was straight sideways. He popped it back in and then Mm -hmm. did not leave the ball game. His uh, beautiful girlfriend Stephanie was there. She could have taken him to the hospital. We could have had we had we had extras. He wasn't leaving, and in fact, he swung with one hand, multiple, you know, in 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 his the other at bats that he had got a base hit with the one hand, toughed it out, and helped CHGO get a victory. So I don't know if you're you know toughest bears of all time. You know, Jack Sanborn, obviously, he's got to be at the top of that list. But, you know, throw Dick Buckus, Dan Hampton, whoever you want to throw. Like, who does Moriano remind you of with the level of toughness (laughs) that he showed last night, gutting through a 16-inch softball game with a broken finger?
1: I I appreciate that, Carm. Uh, I wish I had my my recording sunglasses I did, so then I could show you exactly what it looked like. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, Brian Baldinger, if you ever looked at his finger and how his pinky is literally his right pinky is facing the opposite direction, that was it for a second, and I kind of freaked out a little bit. And without even knowing or one understanding what the consequence could have been, I just put it back in place because I could not look at it. And I didn't know if it was going to hurt or not. I just said, I cannot look at this, turned it back, and thankfully it didn't hurt or anything and went back to the dugout. We put a glove on it for one hand. I got tape from from the other team, so that that helped too to you know help me get that base out a little
2: bit later. And and for the record, and we'll get into our 53-man roster. But Please, can we get there at some point? <laughs> yeah, that's just the last point. 16-inch <laughs> softball, I love this city. It's the dumbest game ever. Yes. This really hard ball that the whole city has mangled hands from. You know, they invented gloves, and they work. And now, you know, Nick, I hate to say it to you, but you know what that injury is that you have right there on that pinky? That's a for lifer, buddy. You will look at that mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. They, you, you will have a reminder of that day, and that's just stupid. But hey, yeah. uh, go Chicago! Like they literally don't play this game anywhere else.
0: Yeah, <laughs> look, look, I love Chicago as much as anyone, and I got my my Chicago uh, things that I take pride in. But uh, yeah, sixteen-inch softball, stupid. It, it, it just put some gloves on play 12 inch first of all you can hit the ball farther in 12 inch way more fun uh and your fingers don't end up looking like nicks which i do have to say that's the most badass story we've had in CHGO history <laughs> i
2: mean a guy, guy, guy just popped his finger back in it's just stand up there swinging i'm like nick put it on the ground run it out he just dinks it down to third base into the, the moriano wheels yeah by the way, yeah, great leadership so. by Carm once again. Just yes. phenomenal. Nope. I mean, geez, I'm unbelievable. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Well, now we'll test your skills putting together a football team. We know Let's you go. can do softball. Now we'll see if you can actually put together a football team. We're going to project a 53 man roster. Um, welcome back, by the way, to myself. I'm here, it's been good.
2: It is unbelievable that neither of us welcomed you back. No, you guys are just like,
0: ah, Nick had a great play last (laughs) night and broke his finger. That's fine. Sorry. Welcome back. Welcome back, Adam. (laughs) I do appreciate everybody uh, in our CHGO family, and especially Greg Braggs for going to the lengths that you all did to defend my honor while I was gone, Uh, just taking arrows from everywhere. Whatever.
2: I mean I threw under the bus, but Braggs was there for you when I did it. So
0: <laughs> Braggs. Brags is my guy. He was just I I went back and listened Wait, to the park. he keeps talking about wanting to throw up
1: tomatoes at you in Grant Park or something, doesn't he? Does. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That was the thing. He likes to rile people up on Twitter, bring them in, and then I don't know, apparently <laughs> do the opposite on the show. I don't know what I don't know what was happening. I was sorta of connected, sort of not connected, uh enjoying all kinds of things. Just
1: hey. Not only welcome back, but happy anniversary.
2: Thank you. Yes. yes. Happy anniversary. Happy. How'd you do grade one to 10 on your performance on the anniversary?
0: Uh, Wow. I would say probably like a nine.
2: That oh, yeah, wow. was the best okay. thing you did.
0: And, and, and the one point I don't even think was my, the one point off, it wasn't even my fault. For some reason, it was 55 degrees in New Buffalo, Michigan. A Thursday and uh Friday I mean could not have gotten worse mid-june weather uh I guess it wasn't raining so at least there was that but beyond that point I mean I think I think we did pretty good
2: without taking us into your bedroom Adam what's the most romantic <laughs> thing you did for the anniversary
0: <laughs> well we hit up a couple wineries and shout out to journeyman distillery in Three That's Oaks good. Michigan Place is awesome they got a giant putting green there we
2: you go actually play 18. Did you Halls go over on. the did you go over the fifty three man with the rest? Like try to get us back on track after, you
0: know. <laughs> no, every time I opened my phone, it made me want to like forget football away. forever. <laughs> Except for when Braggs got on there and apparently, you know def- defended me to the death. Um, all right, let's get into this fifty three man roster. I'm excited about this. Excited to be back. Uh, appreciate all the uh the welcome back messages. Saw somebody was watching from Amsterdam. That's cool. Appreciate you. That's awesome. Um, so
2: yeah, Sa- Sander, Sander. That'd be Sander. Let's go Sander. with Sander. I don't know. Okay. I I mean, I'm guessing obviously, but Amsterdam. I'm going with Sander. I, I Sander. I want you to say the last name though. Oh, um, Dykstra. Letty Dykstra. Di- Dykstra. Sure. That sounds good. There it is.
0: Or it's Ditka. ditka Straw. <laughs> <Scruff. laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs>
2: Could be that
0: might be that might be how you spell Ditka in Amsterdam. Amsterdam I don't know it makes sense to me all right let's start with the quarterback position seems to be a good good place to start um we we sort of talked us out of, uh, you know ahead of the show I think we're gonna have some different opinions in some areas um but obviously the locks for quarterbacks on this roster Justin Fields PJ Walker um, don't think there's any question about that. The question, though, is do they carry a third quarterback? I don't
1: have them doing that, Adam. And with the new role, obviously, uh, dress you can dress a third quarterback without using an active roster spot on game days. I don't think they – initial 53, I don't think it's going to be a Nathan Peterman or a Tyson Bagent making it. You have, like you said, Justin Fields, P.J. Walker – as a two quarterbacks on that initial 53.
2: So I've just heard a lot of positive things about Tyson Badgen. And I'm excited about the concept. From, who? Of, from hey, one prominent scout that I'm not going to give a name out here. Adam. Oh, okay. all right. <laughs> by, and look, I, by the way, I like him too. I was just, mm-hmm. I, I, I've i got my sources over here. We could talk after the show. I'll give you, I don't, I'm not going to put that out here right here, but uh, listen, I'm about the Bears developing a young QB. I wanted him to draft one. I wanted him to uh get my guy uh, Hol uh Holton Aylers, who's dominating with the Seahawks right now, but that's okay. I, I will lean into the, the D two quarterback budget, that that the genius of Ryan Poles. So uh hey, you the the future is at least somewhat murky at the qb position i mean we all think that fields is going to be here but it wouldn't be terrible to have a, a young guy behind him so i i think they find a way to keep three here and, and stash somebody on the practice squad and i think nathan peterman's time comes to an end mainly this is because i'm just bored with saying nathan peterman's name who did have a looked like a very solid minicamp but i i'm i'm interested in badging so i'm hoping he's on the roster
0: wait so i'm confused you're saying they're going to put him on the practice squad or
2: on the 53 he's gonna you know, they'll be on the 53 Okay. And, then he, and he won't be active on game day. Is what I'm okay. saying. Got it. And then Peterman's just gone. Peterman out the door. I mean, I, I suppose Peterman could accept a practice squad assignment. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, I
0: mean, I definitely think that there's a quarterback on the practice squad. Um, let's talk about this new rule for a second, just so everybody's clear on it, because you got to read the sort of the fine print and how it was actually written in the rule book. So you can now have a player who is listed on your inactive list, right? You get the inactive list, 90 minutes for kickoff. One of those players can be a quarterback and in an emergency situation can still play, even though listed as inactive. Okay. But the catch here is, and I think this is the most important thing for people to remember that player has to be on the 53 man roster. Okay. You can't just <clears throat> pull them up from the practice squad now. And, and I, like mid game. Now I, I honestly, at this point, don't know if anything's changed with the players you could designate from the practice squad up to your 53 man roster. Remember they've had that rule in the last couple of years. Um, so it gets a little bit murky, but to me, this new rule is actually incentivizing teams to carry a third quarterback. If anything else, um, I think some people are interpreting interpreting it as you can just pull a guy from the practice squad and in the middle of the game, play him that would almost certainly keep teams to two quarterbacks. If you can just pull a guy from the practice squad mid game and play him, then what's the point of putting a third quarterback on your active roster? So I actually think this new rule incentivizes teams to carry a third quarterback. Now on my 53, I don't, I I thought about this for a while. I think the bears will stick with two to start. Um, I just think they invested in PJ Walker. They like him. (coughs) They got they got by with two quarterbacks last year on the 53 for a long time, if I remember right, and then eventually they promoted Nathan Peterman. Um, so I, I I, could see Peterman and Badgin both being on the practice squad, but I just think to start the season, maybe this changes, so maybe Fields gets dinged up, he's a little questionable, then you want to elevate that third quarterback just to be safe, um, but I think to the start, they'll go with two quarterbacks.
2: How many, How many practice squad people can you carry? I should know that. I do not. 553 was last
0: check. I mean, it just keeps increasing and increasing. I think it's up to 16.
2: Wow. Okay. Well, from that standpoint, then they, I, that that very well could be the case. Then maybe they do put them both on the practice squad. Um, But, you know, Justin Fields to this point is, is, is a running quarterback. Who's going to throw the football. It's the same thing with PJ. They're going to run the ball, the ball a ton. So do they give themselves that extra level of insurance? And I do like the idea of, like, you were kind
1: of saying earlier, Mark, like Tyson Bajan is a young quarterback. He broke, like, every single record imaginable at Shepard. So I like the idea of having somebody in, like, a quote-unquote, like a farm system to develop, right? But uh, is that guy going to be Tyson Bajan? I just like the idea of carrying a guy like that. And, you know, hopefully you never have to see him on game days during this regular season, but I do like the idea of having a young quarterback just there developing, learning the system, and, you know, maybe something comes down the line. But I'd like that idea.
2: And I'm just looking at the chat here. You can have – 46 players are active on game day. You can carry yes. 53 are on the active roster for, for anybody who's missing that NFL yeah, roster detail, game day detail.
0: And the, and the practice squad roster is up to 16 these days. So – A lot of room on there to, to, to carry players. So, and they've relaxed those rules more and more like back in the day, Nathan Peterman wouldn't even be eligible Mm -hmm. for the practice squad, not even close at this point, but they have pretty much gotten rid of that. You can carry a certain amount of those 16 can be players that have been in the league forever. Um, And it just doesn't even matter, but you can't have 16 guys like that. It's just, you know, a, a certain portion of your practice squad has different limits on, on how, how long they've actually been in the NFL. So, um, all right. So we're going to start with two quarterbacks there just to start. Um, And then we'll go to running back here, which interesting situation. Uh, We're going to group in Kari Blassingame, the fullback into uh, this count, just in terms of, you know, the count of position uh, players on that position. So obviously Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, uh, Travis. well, we we could okay. okay let's go. Through. The absolute yeah. locks are Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, and Kari game, right? Roshan Johnson
1: too.
0: You think he's a lock? I th- I would put
1: Roshan Johnson's a lock for this roster.
0: Yeah, uh, I would this say,
1: initial fifty three.
0: Yeah, I'd say near lock with the special teams ability, but um, yeah. But I now we have,
1: hear, I mean, the, go ahead. I do ask, have him ahead. on
0: there. I just think it's a matter of if Tristan Ebner makes the team or not. And that's where I think if we're – I'm going with five
1: here, including Kari Game, and I think it's really between Treston Emmer and Travis Homer. And just based off these OTAs minicamp, I would say that Ebner has shown a little bit more than Homer, who has fumbled, has had a couple drop passes. And the two-minute drill that we watched on day two of minicamp, it was Treston Ebner out there catching pass from Justin Fields. And Travis Homer, we, we, we talk about the kick return experience he has and 18 career kick return attempts – But he's only had one since 2021. It was off an onside kick against the Jaguars that did go for a touchdown. And Treston Emmer had 10 last year. So I think that's going to be something that the Bears weigh as they're kind of considering if they're going to have five of these running, five running backs on the roster. But I think Treston Emmer, if he has a good camp, he can actually beat out the veteran that the Bears did sign like minutes, maybe 30 minutes after the David Montgomery news happened. Like you saw Deontay Foreman and also Travis Homer. Or have agreed to like contract with the Bears, so that's I think the two in competition. But I have Tristan Ebner making out my uh fifty-three.
2: So for everything oh. that Nick is underlining, and and part of my uh my predictions are also my wants. I'm way more interested in Tristan Ebner in year two to see if he can take his positive step because there was a couple flashes last year. So I I have Ebner on there too. I have Homer not making the roster, and I've got five Foreman, Herbert, Johnson, Ebner, and Blasting Game. I'm I'm kind of um I'm interested in in and and I get it that you've got him on the roster Hogue and you're not like really thinking you know overly or deeply about it but that you were even at least slightly debating Roshan is was is is interesting to me
0: no I'm just hesitant to like when I say lock I mean there's literally no chance they they don't make the team I mean I, I, I mean and barring injury of course and I just think that sometimes we jump to the conclusion that any draft pick is just an automatic lock. And I just I don't think that that's actually the case on teams that are building the roster well, uh, that are actually doing a good job. I think that's the case in the past with the Bears because they didn't have enough good players, um, and maybe that's still where this team's at. I don't know. But but my point is just like I I wouldn't consider anyone, um, to be an absolute you know, any of the rookies beyond like third round, probably to be an absolute lock. Um, But I do think with Roshan Johnson's situation, uh, his ability to, you know, everything we've heard about his character and leadership, special teams. But I just think it ultimately probably comes down to him or Treston Ebner. And at this point, I probably would lean towards Roshan Johnson in that spot. So um, we're all in agreement, though. It sounds like, Five running backs, including Kari game. All right, wide receivers. Um, this one's interesting. But you have six, Adam. Is that right? I have six. I
1: think you had seven. I do have seven. I know seven, yesterday seven is a
0: lot of wide
1: receivers. They had they had seven making the initial fifty-three last year, but I think Tajay Sharp went out. Um, on end of the uh, end of the season, on IR like the following week. But they did have seven last year. But it's it's really going to be got, the big question here with the wide receiver room. Do the Bears keep six or seven? And it's Dante Pettis or Jones Jr. I think competing for that last spot. If is that what you guys kind of have in terms of like the wider the group as a whole? Like it's going to be down to those two. Well, I
0: just so, think that this ultimately gets determined mainly on the returner situation mm-hmm. um because if valus jones jr can prove that he can punt return on top of kick return and I, but i think you need to feel good about tyler scott's ability too to be a returner most likely i just don't think it's that easy to cut dante pettis i think I people think are so. in a hurry to do that right now and i just there's there's a certain amount of sure handedness. I feel like that he's proven in his coaching staff. And by the way, he looked pretty good at OTAs as a mini camp.
2: Mm-hmm. Ding, ding. And he's got some chemistry with fields. I'm not cutting Dante Pettis. My, I, I took a little bit of Liberty on mine. I've got six, but I am, I'm making a prediction that, uh, one of the two Darnell Mooney and, or chase Claypool, is going to start the year on injured reserve. That's my guess. Wow. I, that that's, that is, I am, I'm my prediction is that there's going to be a health issue with one of the two. So it's, I, I'm, I'm bending the rules a little bit here to get to my six, but I think one of those two is, is it just little too much noise going on around both of them. And it, it scares me. So we'll see. I hope I'm wrong on that. Um, and, you know, if they're both healthy who makes it between Vayles and Pettis uh i mean i i think Vayles is in a very tough position right now cuz like if if you're the bears and you're looking at what is Vayles's path to be a, a a solid contributing dynamic player on an NFL field i just have a hard time finding it i i don't see him being a dynamic receiver i don't see him being some like threat out of the backfield like i i just it, it's it's
0: well uh, now let the special teams coordinator jump in here then yeah go ahead he's by far the best re- kick returner on the team i think okay and he had some explosive and that that just has such a big impact on field position in a game that if he is not your kick returner who is especially if you're cutting trust ebner now I'm, not, I'm saying there's other options sure i mean like even pettis can do it but i don't i don't see anyone else on the roster that was that Cause that's the one thing he did show last year. Like Vales Jones jr. Had some big returns and, and, and put the bears in good field position. And I just, I I would, I would, but, but he needs to show two things, right? He needs to show that he can be more reliable in the passing game. And he can also return punts. And we heard uh, Richard Hightower talk about that and said, he's, he's doing better at it. So we'll just have to wait and see, but I mean, it's got to be like a zero-tolerance policy on the muff punts. Like, you just can't do it. Can't do it.
2: I mean, is there anybody in the NFL right now who literally just returns kicks? Not punts. I'm saying kickoffs. Is there any – plus, you know, new kickoff rule, that all that, factor that in. But is there is does that does that guy exist anywhere? I'd have to do some research, to be honest. I'm just asking the question. Does anybody jump out at you? He's just a kick returner. Um, I mean, off returner,
0: no, (laughs) no, yeah, but court. I mean, Cordero Patterson was probably the most recent example for the Bears because he really wasn't doing much besides that. Um, that's on you, Nagy. Now, once he got to Atlanta, they sort of made him a Swiss Army knife, and he's playing running back, and he's actually been a pretty solid, fantasy football player the last two years. Um, so. But yeah, it's 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 and and they're limiting returns again this year with the rules that they passed. So you know, there's probably some small percentage where that factors into the decision too. I guess technically, you could always just throw your hands up and fair catch it and go to the twenty-five if you want. But I, I mean, I think Vales Jones Jr. has the the ability to get you out closer to the forty somewhat regularly. And uh, I don't. Eli- think- Eli yeah, right. jumping in here with super chat, $5 A big story might be the Mooney injury. Haven't heard much on his progress. He's not fully healthy. Come training camp. Does Tyler Scott see more time? I think Tyler Scott's going to see some time regardless, but yeah, obviously the more you got a guy injured, the more reps it's going to go to somebody else. And um, that's going to be a, a it's going to be a big story to start. It. Maybe the biggest story, the first day that training camp opens is mm-hmm. what's Darnell Mooney's status sure sounded like fluce is expecting him to be full go maybe there's a ramp up period and if he's not then it's an indication that some type of setback happened
2: it's it's a big deal um and fingers crossed for darnell uh mm-hmm. right great dude that chemistry that if he's healthy and you add him in with dj i mean fields that smile on his face would be growing by the second if he sees this guy back out there. I mean, he, when he was asked about it at minicamp, he's like, yeah, I mean, darn, I'm missing time. You know, I'm, I'm it's, it's fine. I already have my chemistry with him. Yep. So, you know, looking for fields to be comfortable on the field, that guy being healthy will, you know, be a major, major boost for the offense if, if, if he can get there. And I mean Nagy, uh, Nagy. Thank you very much. Fleuse has been positive about it, but he also put in at the very last second there that yeah, it might be setbacks. You know, eh, okay. So I'm just I'm just worried about it.
0: All right. Last thing on the wide receivers. Do you consider Echonimmy Sam Brown to be a lock? <sighs> He's like the borderline.
1: I guess the answer yes. I do. I think he he makes it. I think Luke Getzey does like him a lot in that room. He's your bigger body guy he does provide value when blocking he has been one of the better wide receivers at doing that. Also has chemistry with fields, but he's, uh, out of the locks, he's the, the least one. That's like, Hey, you're going to be on this roster come week one. But I do think he does end up making it.
2: I mean, his salary is not a lock level. You're making a million bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't find him to be a
0: lock at all. In fact, yeah. I, I think he could very much be the odd man out. Um, because he probably gives you the least on special teams and even even from a wide receiver standpoint the thing they praise the most is is blocking which is important which is important and i think a big reason why he'll if i had to lean one way or the other like right now i have him on the roster i have him on the 53 but i could i would probably put him in a small list of possible surprise cuts too um mainly in a scenario and there's a lot There's a lot here, but like if Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool are healthy and Dante Pettis continues to look good Mm -hmm. and, you know, give you depth, not only as a wide receiver, but also as a returner to me, that that could push him into being more valuable than what equanimity St. Brown gives you. Um, Especially now that you've added DJ Moore. in, in, a situation where he's just going to get so much of the volume and whatever volume he doesn't get is probably going to Darnell Mooney and chase Claypool. It just seems like the more you talk about reps, the amount of times St. Brown would actually be on the field to carry a roster spot. If you're not giving much on special teams, to me, it makes you a little bit more expendable.
2: Those questions are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I think those conversations are very much going to be going on late into training camp. I mean, but to, but, t-
0: t- but chances are somebody's going to get hurt, right? One of those returner guys is not going to be as impressive as I mean, we're saying if Valus Jones and Dante Pettis both look great, everybody's healthy. I mean, the chances are not all of that's going to come together, and that's why you like having a guy like Equinemius St. Brown still on this roster. Um, he knows the offense. He's obviously very familiar with what Luke gets. is asking him to do. It, it would be, it would be a very, very hard cut to make mm-hmm. for that bears coaching staff. Um, but ultimately the GM's the one making the, the, the decision and tough decisions are going to have to be made. So, all right, let's quickly talk about the offensive line. They get to a, a break and move on to the uh, defense. Oh, we still got tight ends. Okay. Let's do tight ends. This one, Got three? three. Here's the crazy thing about to me. I wasn't as impressed with the depth here. Once I started mm-hmm. to really look at this, I mean, Cole Komet and Robert Tanya are locks, and you're probably keeping three tight ends because you normally do. But is it Jake Tonjes, Chase Allen, or Steven Carlson?
1: <laughs> For knows? me, it's Jake Tonjes, and he was a fullback last year, wasn't he? Got him like yeah, where they had him on the of- roster.
0: But that's so, another reason why I I lean Jake Toney just because I think they mm-hmm. can continue to use him as a Different fullback ways. if needed if Blasting Games, you know, hurt or something. Um, but all of a sudden you're one injury away to Cole Komet or Tanya, and you're not feeling great about your tight end spot. I still wonder if this is a this is a position that you see somebody added before camp some type of veteran just into that mix.
2: I have that. I have that happening in other spots. Um, I think maybe we all do. I mean, does anybody know who the hell Steven Carlson is uh, and with all due respect <laughs> to Steven Carlson? Yes, I, but he
0: hasn't played in the league since 2020. So dude, dude, dudes, dudes played, bit.
2: he's played 25 games in, in the NFL w- with the Browns in, in nine and nine in 19. And, and he played a full slate in, in 20. And I mean, that's a minute ago. Uh mm-hmm. I mean, does anybody know who Jake Tandras is, this is the undrafted free agent last year who like played what four games? So, I uh, who it's it's a, I think you make a good point here. Oak. This this could be a spot where they add somebody, but I got Tandras on there just because you know he's Jake Tandras. Who, who doesn't who doesn't want a good Jake Tondras out of out of Cal undrafted twenty three? Oh, he's got a, I like he's got a, he's got a great face. I'm, I'm into him. Let's go.
1: He only played 11 special team snaps last season. If he does end up making the 53, I would expect that number to go up because he's not going to be really implemented into the offense. Like obviously Cole Komet or Robert Tanya, but yeah, he needs to, he needs to bring that special teams value too. If he's going to end up being on the 53.
2: I mean, he did he's, have one target last year in his four games. I, who, who can forever forget that? Seriously. When he was targeted, that was awesome. Conjus <laughs> is my guy. Didn't
0: he score a touchdown in the preseason? I,
2: I, I think that was... Tra- he I, I swear
1: that was... He, a tra- he, scored, yeah. he scored a touchdown on day three of uh, minicamp from PJ Walker. So, all the tight ends scored... The three tight ends we have making this roster all scored touchdowns in the last day of camp.
0: All yeah. right. Well, Tonjes and, and Chase Allen will be interesting, though, to watch mm-hmm. them. Uh, Allen lock, lacks a little bit in the blocking side of things, but was considered a pretty good pass catcher. So, um... You know, yeah, it's that'll it, be
2: it's it's really funny that a guy like Greg Braggs, Carm, stop admitting you don't know players who who asked 28 minutes ago. Explain it to me like I'm five when we were talking about the roster rules. Um, I know I'm I'm here, Gregory. Give me give me a full breakdown of all the all the tight ends on the roster. To, uh, give, you know, the, can you can you tell me like you know how they do in high school English class? I'm sure you know everything. I will fight you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: The love that you two have together. It's, uh, it's something just always feuding. Just always feuding. All right. Hey, before we get to the offensive line, want to make sure you are up to date on our friends at Lewis university where their students are just like you. They have full time jobs. They have families. They have full time sports fandoms as well. You can go back to school and earn a respected degree at Lewis University, just 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. Ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top tier colleges and Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance work, family and education Faculty bring real world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support, academic resources for adult students. If you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. They got several career focused programs that will set you up for success. Highlighting one here about computer science, eight-week sessions, they can be completed in one year, concentrations in software, software engineering, artificial intelligence, uh, also known as Mark Carman, cybersecurity, digital forensics, <laughs> enterprise and cloud computing, and uh, if, you, if computer science isn't for you, they also have aviation maintenance technology certificate, business analytics, criminal justice, plenty of business programs, technology programs. You can discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu u can do this
2: what up Lou? you hey uh get fitted out in the best sports gear around you know it you love it foco is here for you hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads everything in between get yourself the aloha shirt go for a straw hat look great like hogan a polo everything they got for you uh they have the polo bags, too. I mean, everything you need for a game, they've got it. Check out Foco, F-O-C-O, dot com, or click the link in the description below. For all non pre sale items, use that promo code CHGO. You get 10% off. When you go to the Foco website, it's, it's, a, it's a good experience. They got a lot of stuff going on over there. Team. All right. Team. Can I do uh, one? Uh, I'll wait till the end for something that's slightly off topic but oh, yeah. I had, a, I had a, an amazing delivery today that I, I'm looking forward to sharing before the end of the show today. Tease, Karm, Great job. Amazing nice. delivery. Yes. I like it. Like you delivered a baby. No, like I opened up my mailbox and there was something in there that I couldn't believe. And I also oh. was in, and I was insulted at the same time.
0: Oh, wow. That's yeah. quite a tease. <laughs> yeah. Quite a delivery. Nick scale one to 10. How How painful is your finger right now?
1: I just can't bend it. So right now it's fine. I can move it around when I press the shift button. I found out like when typing, I use my pinky for the shift button. So that's the only
0: like nuisance. But right now it's good. I just can't bend it. So that's it. All right. Well, if you're reading uh, Nick stuff at allchgo.com and there's a <laughs> lack of capital letters, now you know the reason. It's the pinky. Blame the pinky. Blame the sport. Blame the manager. Just using them too. Overusing Nick. His Swiss Army I'm, I'm knife. Just, just got him I'm hurt. He overused him.
1: Uh, I'm happy that he had confidence in me to put me in center. It's an important position, and again, I, I messed up.
2: Do you think your season's over? I'll be there next week.
1: I can hit still. Like, if I like, if I catch right, I'll be fine.
0: Look at that. the cold, the coldness of a coach. All he cares about are you going to be playing next week?
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I, he might be there. I don't know if you're in the lineup with that thing. <laughs> we'll we'll have to figure that out. We'll have to do some pregame things. All right, code continue on.
0: I'll oh, just learn, learn how to drag bunt, which I know you can't bunt, but there's a way to, yeah, you, you can, can chop you at do it. a half swing, get on first base. <laughs> you're okay. All Good right. Uh, offensive line. I got nine offensive linemen making this team. Obviously, you're starting five. Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Nate Davis, and Darnell Wright. That's left to right. Lucas Patrick, I would consider, uh, if he's healthy, a lock to be your uh your main swing interior guy ability to play center and guard. They seem to like just Tyree Carter as well. I would put mm-hmm. him as your your next up interior backup. Um and then it's a matter of what you still think about Larry Borum. If you look at the roster right now, to me, he projects as your swing tackle. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye though. Here's a name for you. If you don't know it, Kellen Deesh.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's, because, that's the guy. Yeah. Cause he's been used. He's a big dude and he's been used really as a second team left tackle in the spring. Um, so I don't know if he pushes for Larry Borm spot, not completely sure all the versatility he has at this point, but if you're looking for two interior backups, I go with Lucas Patrick, Tyree Carter, and then what the tackles Larry Borm and Kellen Deech. And then to me, that's makes Alex Leatherwood one of the odd men out. Yeah, that's how
1: I have it, Adam. Um, it is going to be for me for, I have Larry Borm as that swing tackle over Kellen Deech, but Like you said, he had all the the reps at left tackle Calendish with the second team. And actually there was a snap. I don't know if it was more than one snap, but Mark and I also saw Larry Borum at the left tackle spot. So that was a little new seeing him on that side. It may have just been for a snap though, in place of uh, Braxton Jones, but he would be the the swing tackle. And then I also have for the ninth offensive lineman, everyone you mentioned, but Dieter Eastland as the, the next interior offensive lineman. You saw him playing center. With a third team, he'll play left guard. So, he has that versatility as well. So, that's uh, the other guy that I'm looking at right now.
2: Is it too crazy just to keep eight? Can we have Borum be the one swing tackle and say keep two backups on the interior?
0: Well, that's typically what you have on game day, either seven or eight mm-hmm. um,
2: active. I mean, ideally really- ideally seven, right? Um yeah. I mean, I was just – because keeping three quarterbacks, I was like, where do I want to cut down? And right. And so, I have eight, and I feel like it's, I'm, I'm thin doing it. Um, I mean, I think Luke Patrick looks healthy to me and super, super involved, and he, he absolutely can play either guard spot and or center. So, I think you feel safe there. Uh, to your point, I think they do like Jatari Carter, and I, I see him making the team. And then, I, I do wonder, like, how angry are they at Larry Borum? The, he he had that weird post where he was disappointed when they drafted Darnell right are they going to like make an example like you're not an all-team guy you don't like you, who who are you to complain larry borum and, <laughs> uh, funny. and i
0: had completely forgotten about that
2: <laughs> well I, and and maybe they have too but i also i, I do wonder like you know L- larry's larry when you're in a position is like hanging on for your NFL life, it's just not a very good move to put your d- disappointment out there. So I, I do wonder um, where if, if they are feeling the love with Larry and or not, and if they don't, then who steps into that role? And Dieter would be, I think, think your safest bet there.
0: Okay. Well, I ended up with 25 players on offense. Ooh, I can see how much I ended up with all, looking, all, all together. So. Let's
1: see. Yeah, two. We're doing the math on the fly, which should be pretty easy because there's not that many. But I had 26 for offense.
0: Yeah, and I'm at 25. Well, essentially, you got 50 spots between the offense and defense because you got your three
2: specialists that you got to include too. So. We'll I see
0: a, where uh, Nick is skimping on defense here.
2: I, I have an outstanding specialist that, that that is not on the roster right now who they're gonna pick up. It is gonna require oh. Patrick Scales to depart, but I think he understands. Oh, oh. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that though. Keep going.
0: <laughs> you got a lot of stuff that we'll get to. I don't know when we're getting all this stuff, but we got a package. We got a new long snapper, apparently.
2: We got like three months. It's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Carm, Carm's ready to pack this all in today.
2: Uh, well, we this, we could do a we, whole show on the long snap. We could, we could tease Wednesday, Thursday out. That's no problem.
0: Let's right. keep going. Defensive. Uh, let's start with the D line here since we're talking line of scrimmage. As we move to the defensive side of the football, I have nine defensive linemen at this point. I think in terms of locks, I would say DeMarcus Walker. Um, I would still put Justin Jones in there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Billings, who they just signed. Zach Pickens, Jervon Dexter. Those are my five absolute locks. Likely to make it, I would say to Dominique Robinson, Travis Gibson. I think that's pretty straightforward. So I think those seven guys I just named are very likely on this team. Just where do they go from there? to fill it out and get to nine. They went with Rasheem green mm-hmm. and then maybe a little recency bias. Cause he had a decent week last week, but then I went with Terrell Lewis probably over Travis bell might be the other guy. And I, they play different positions, but you know, if you were talking about an, uh, an odd number here, your ninth guy on the D line, I think you take it wherever you need more help. And I think with four guys in the interior that you feel pretty good about rotating, you keep a fifth edge rusher.
2: Especially because you're gonna eight. be kicking okay. sorry,
0: but just because you're gonna be kicking DeMarcus Walker inside a lot on mm-hmm. obvious pass downs. Um, that green rush package, I think is what Fleuse called it. it. Right now that's what I would go with, but I think we're all expecting them to sign somebody, and that somebody is probably gonna be another lock to the roster, I would think.
1: Yeah, I think we we're all in agreement there. Um, but yeah. I have eight. I stopped it right at Rashim Green there, Adam. I didn't add. Um, I thought about Terrell Lewis. I had him on there initially. Then I kept going down the roster for the other position. We we're going to preview in a little bit and took him out because of that. But I stopped at the eight there with Rashim Green.
2: It's interesting when you talk about locks because Walker, Justin Jones, Dexter, and Pickens to me are the only locks. And I would almost put it as a lock the free agent that they're going to sign. They, Mm -hmm. I will be shocked if there is not another name coming in or and And if we want to be bold, I wouldn't like when I rule out even two. like, what happens if they're having a great camp and they really think the offense is coming together and they've got, and, and there's people out there that they're interested in and they've got all this money sitting there. They got like 30 million bucks to spend right now. Uh, What do you, there's no real incentive to keep it in your pocket. If it's one year deals right outside of like, so if I'm polls and I'm and I start to get some juice going on here, and there's people out there that I like that can help my football team, yeah, you're going to take snaps away from some guys, but depending on how they look and all that, I I, I think definitely one of, and, and you know who knows maybe two. So I I got I got that I got nine, and I have one of my slots listed for uh, the the free agent they're going to be. It's coming in. Any scenario in which you see Travis Gibson
0: end up as a surprise cut?
2: N- that's an interesting one. Uh, I don't, I haven't, I haven't thought that way. I, I, am expect like I,
0: well, cause I'm going to tell you this. If you're signing two guys, like you just said, which I don't necessarily think is going to be what happens. Well, one of those two, two guys and Dominic Robinson and Travis Gibson aren't getting much, much playing time. Gibson's not part of this regime. He was drafted by the last regime. Uh four, I'm four. I'm not saying that I think that that's gonna happen. I just he, I would put him sort of the equanimous St. Brown area of just like mm, just in the back of my head, wondering a little bit how he fits in.
2: He, he needs to have a good play both
0: sides. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: having him play both sides too, like, where does Travis Gibson work the best? Like, yeah, that's that's interesting to even consider.
0: Yeah. I, I think ultimately they signed one guy, Dominic Robinson and Travis Gibson are safe. Um, I just, it, it, Travis Bell's the one that I just, I think people, including us, we all got excited by his story and things like that. But we also sometimes forget as we're getting all excited about that after the draft that he's a project from a small school and most likely bound for the practice squad and going to need time to develop. So I, I wouldn't put him on the 53.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, if we're talking about locks, Travis bell being on the practice squad feels like an absolute lock to me. You're not going to be ready. They're not going to want to cut you. They like your story. You're going to get an opportunity to sit on the practice squad and see what you can do. And let's see if, if we made a found a diamond in the rough here that potentially can get on the field at some point.
0: And he's been primarily on the other field as they do their varsity JV type style practices in the spring. Um, so just while well, Pickens and Dexter have been, you know, with the Farsi squad, uh, I just, just that, that kind of helped create a little bit of a dividing line and, and, and how things are looking. But again, I can't wait. So Pat, all of this said, it's all been without pads on training camps. When it really matters. Sometimes guys, look better once the pads go on because they're just that's football and that's what they're suited to, to do. So uh, maybe Travis Bell is one of those guys that he's just been waiting for the pads to go on to really show, show what, what he can do there. Um, All right, let's go to the linebackers. I ended up with five. Um, They poured so much money into this position and have invested in Shermaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards. They already sort of have a luxury with Jack Sanborn being able to play those other positions if necessary. The versatility there. Um, assuming Jack is healthy, which is sh- sure sounds like he's going to be by the time training camp starts. I ended up only keeping two guys after that. So your three candidates are probably Dylan Cole, who they signed in the offseason, Noah Sewell, who they drafted in the offseason, and then Sterling Weatherford. Who they brought back. My guess is, especially because Weatherford's had some little bit of trouble staying healthy, I have Weatherford ending up on the practice squad and them keeping Dylan Cole and Noah Sewell, who seem to be pushing and pressing in the spring a little bit. So my five linebackers Edmonds, Edwards, Sanborn, Cole, Sewell.
1: Yep, same five here. So what about you, Mark? Who do you got?
2: Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not feeling the weather. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, feel, I think there's bad weather ahead for the third and practice squad seems like a great spot for him. I, I also think that, uh, you know, Noah Sewell, my confidence going on right now. I just, you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't get too comfortable when he sees that, when the sand God puts on his pads, he's going to realize what's in front of him. And, you know, it's obviously a significant guy in that five, seven Jersey. So I know I've, I've got, I've got five and I've got yeah. Weatherford not making the, uh, the 53 Edmonds, Edwards, Sanborn, Dylan Cole for his special teams, talent and Noah Sewell.
0: Yeah. And by the way, I like Weatherford. I like what he did on special teams last year. Um, I remember saying to somebody late, maybe a locker room clean out day saying, I would expect Weatherford to be here next year. And that person like looked at me crazy i'm like oh man he was pretty good on special teams so ultimately i think that that battle is won on special teams and probably richard hightower having some say in that which which guys he wants to keep out of weatherford cole and Sewell. and, and heck it could be all six i mean keeping six linebackers is not crazy uh in a four three on a four three team with what they can give you on special teams so but i got kind of put in a, in a spot where i had to chop off. I think this might've been, I think that might've been the last cut I made to get to 53 was, was getting mm-hmm. weather was pushing weather to the practice squad. So, uh, all right. Corners. This is where, if you think Nick kept a lot of wide receivers, wait till you hear this. Do you have nine eight. corners? No, no. I had eight, had eight, eight, eight okay. corners. Then go super crazy.
1: But, um, I think we all have Jalen Johnson. Tyreek Stevenson, uh, Kyler Gordon, Kendall Vildor, putting them in there. I've got him. I got Jaylen him in stones. Terrell Smith, Josh Blackwell. Yep. The, is that the? Okay. So I also added Michael O.J. Moody into this group here. You talked about like splitting the fields there, uh, Adam, with the varsity JV squad. Michael O.J. Moutier, he's he's over on the varsity field getting reps when Tyreek Stevenson's out there, so I put him as my my eighth corner. And this is the group where I looked at a guy like Travis Smith earlier, and I'm like, uh, can I? Who have I seen more out of basically in OTAs and minicamp? And that's where I got uh, a Michael O.J. Moutier over some of the other guys on the roster. So that's how I ended up with eight.
0: Yeah, well, I think this comes down to really Vildor versus. Greg Stroman, too is another name I think you keep in mind, and Michael Oj is it Oj or or how you're saying? I've that? always heard. I mean, from
1: Iowa to Iowa, Ojemudia. you should know.
2: Yeah, Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can we can what, we get Braggs in here to give a full breakdown of Michael Oj I'd like to hear his take on, on on what he does well. Thank you very much. <laughs> keep going. I don't
0: think anybody else is asking for that besides you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I I do I do sense an Iowa bias here coming out of Nick. Uh, however, hey, he's on he plan-
1: the, the first team. He's on the, he's over on the right field. I mean, we're looking at where they're pro- playing, practicing at. I mean,
2: well, I mean, he's got twelve starts in his NFL career. I mean, you've got to go back to twenty twenty one the last time he had one, but he did have eleven and twenty. Denver Broncos shout out DNVR. So it's it's not a completely crazy comment.
0: Yeah, I also think people are being. Uh, too harsh on Kindle Vildor. I think I've said this many times. I think the issue with Vildor is they've been asking him to do too much as a starter, but if he is your, you know, your number one backup swing cornerback, I think that's a good, it's a good spot for him. And, And I think that he's been, he's been more valuable on the roster than people give him credit for. I just think this ultimately depends on, are there other guys that push him for that spot? how does Terrell Smith specifically come along? Um, And what, what role is, does he have on special teams? Because if I remember right, he did not play a lot of special teams in Minnesota, despite being there for 17 years, like he was. Um, But Jalen Jones and Josh Blackwell, I could tell you, they like him a lot on special teams. That's why I think we have him on the roster. So it'll be interesting. But I ended up going with, uh, with seven corners, not eight.
2: I have seven as well, and let's just underline. Josh Blackwell had a great year last year. That dude had; a, he was all over the field. Mm-hmm. I I would be shocked if he's not on the roster. Let's go, Josh Blackwell. Now, yeah. does he knock Kendall Villeur off? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think they have, feel comfortable enough to do something like that.
0: And then uh, that just leaves us with safeties, which I ended up going with four: Quan Brisker, Eddie Jackson, Elijah Hicks, and I am keeping Kendall Williamson in there. I still want to see more out of him. Um, but I remember his name coming up. <clears throat> Maybe it was an assistant coach or something. I, it's like all this stuff starts to run together a little bit. Someone was saying really good things about Williamson, though, early uh, in in the spring and how he was performing. Um, I like his sideline to sideline range, and I, I think he can be, uh, be helpful on special teams. So I kept him in there, but I don't think keeping three safeties is completely out of the question, but four is more likely.
2: So I'm using yeah. a little bit of Liberty here. I'll just go real quick, Nick. They, I've got four, but I only think three are on the roster. I think either Williamson and or Hicks is going to get cut and they'll bring somebody else in for one of the two mm. um, is, mm. is, is my guess. I think they can get a little bit more of a vet presence back there in it, in to, to solidify that particular spot is, is my prediction.
1: I only have three making it um with Elijah Hicks being the third. I think I, I just haven't seen enough out of Kendall Williamson. Probably, I mean a seventh rounder put stash him on the practice squad, but I think I think they like Elijah Hicks been subbing in for both Eddie Jackson and Brisker when they're been off the field. So showing a little bit of versatility there, but I think uh Williamson doesn't end up making this cut, but it's still
0: on the practice squad. Yeah, that'll be um that'll be interesting. I, 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 first of all, and the one thing I want to, I want to point out to everyone is we all think that this time of year that these are the guys we're talking about. And then you get to the, you know, Labor Day weekend and um, they pick up guys, they claim guys, they cut guys, they, they uh, find new guys for the practice squad. Uh, probably up to five of these guys that we think are making the team will be elsewhere. It's just that's it's how much the roster changes, uh, in the preseason. And there's always surprise cuts. There's always guys that like, yeah, we like him. And then you kind of realize nah, I don't know.
2: Maybe- the, 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 surprise cut that you call with Gibson and or Dom Rob feels possible. Mm-hmm. We should, I don't, I don't think either of those guys are sleeping particularly well at night. Um, you know, heading into training camp, they, there's, there's going to be, the pressure is real. For sure. Guys, before we unveil the final
1: three players making this roster, I'm curious to see what Carm has up his sleeve here. Mm-hmm. gotta tell you all about shady rays, take on the sun with gear belt to last Our friends at shady rays. Have you covered for the warm weather head with premium polarized shades and affordable price and shady rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn here at CHGO. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Have my shady rays in my car. Convenient. No, they're durable. No, I'm going to look good wearing them. And what's awesome? If you lose or break your shades even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners. Shady Ray is going to give you the best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code CHGO for fifty percent off two or more polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself; the shades are rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people.
2: And if you haven't done it yet, and you want to support us, and we always appreciate it in any form. But we really appreciate it in when you become a diehard. Uh, look. We've got everything for you. If you go diehard, we got merchandise, we got events, we've got our diehard lounge, we've got our newsletter, we've got happy hours, and, of course, uh, content that falls under that umbrella as well. But some really cool events, by the way, coming up. Uh, if you want to do some summer traveling, like uh, this week uh, coming up, Nashville, a little June 27th to the 29th when the Blackhawks... Franchise comes back to uh prominence. Damn it. Let's go Connor Bedard. And then if you want to hang out with the fellas in uh, Las Vegas, July 7th to the 10th, let's go. Um, that would be cool. Right? Bulls summer league. Hogue, you're a huge fan of summer league basketball. I don't miss it. I do not miss a shot. You don't Ever. You uh, That's exactly right. Or a dribble or a pass. You're, you're all oh. in and uh, look merch. Come on. Let I me mean, look at Nick's shirt today. You don't want that. You don't want that t-shirt uh and for for less money but tremendous value when you become a diehard on all our stuff and um, you're also giving the, us the support for hanging out with us and being on the show and the discord lounge i i keep on saying that i'm gonna hang out after the show but today i'm going right there i'm going right to it we're gonna i'm gonna talk to you gary ross uh who's that who's that diehard is the best choice ever thanks so much brother we appreciate you
0: all right what are you guys doing at Kicker? Any surprises here? Any – going to keep Andre Schmidt over Cairo Santos? You're going to bring in
2: Robbie Gold? Well – No surprises here, Adam. Not on my end, at least. I mean, I've got Santos and I've got Gil. But, um, you know, since you know, I was hanging out with this guy and he told me that his favorite thing in life is <laughs> – being on the grass and just, just feeling the, 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 the beauty of a football field. And you know, this guy he's got so much on his plate. He does a, you know, he does a CHGO bears podcast. He does a, he does a, he does a podcast with a guy, I think by the name of Adam Johns, he goes and he, and he, and he's a, a special teams coach for Carmel. He, he, he plans an incredible, incredible anniversary he, and 55-degree he, and weather doesn't phase him. He, he leads us to victory every single day, which, which is why we've given him the name The Mansion. And, you know, Patrick Scales has, done, has been great. But he's 35 years old, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been an incredible run, and he's been here since 2015, and that's fantastic. But I was looking at him at minicamp, and he just looked a little long in the tooth to me. And I am nominating Adam Hogue. To step out there and be the Bears' long snapper this year. Hogue, in, scales, out. Nick, do you have any doubt he can do it? Seriously, let's go. Hogue for scales.
1: Well, I know, obviously, Adam has the special teams coaching experience. Right. We did actually do uh, – we did. We made a little social video of uh, Adam snapping yes. the football. I'm for, That's yes. right. So okay, I've seen the evidence. All right. What about the Make throw that he? Put, what three. about the
2: throw that he put right on my fourth emergency quarterback? He'll have better receivers than me in the alley. That was great, that I have
0: to say. Yeah, I was, that, I was on, on the money.
2: On the money. Let down by my wide receiver. Yep. With the camera on him, this guy's yeah. not afraid of the bright lights.
0: Um. Here's the problem, and <laughs> the part of long snapping you are forgetting completely forgetting <laughs> the uh, the first time I go down to cover a punt, I will get murdered. <laughs> no problem. Pleaded. I already got enough back problems. Um not interested. And uh, I would also like to point out that Patrick Scales is 2 years younger than me. So, you know, cutting don't a, know, how, a seasoned Gary... vet for somebody who's older makes no sense.
2: <laughs> Everything I said makes perfect sense and I don't know uh, what only the, the only thing that doesn't make sense right now is that Gary Ross knows your age. Um <laughs>
0: I didn't see Gary <laughs> Gary was like on Twitter. People were asking how old I was and he was telling people that. And how does he I know? Pre- I don't know how he knows, but I love Gary and I appreciate him answering questions. So I don't have to on Twitter. I don't know.
2: Um, uh, I, I, I think it's a good idea. There's there's nothing Ho can't do. I got yeah. him on the roster. Uh, also,
0: the weather did phase me. I was probably complaining about it <laughs> every five seconds. <laughs> to the point we just had to accept it, move on. It was also smoky as hell everywhere this weekend. Is there any, ch- what's the, what's that movie with um, the mist? Where like the world's ending, and it's like the crops are all dying and there's just dust everywhere. Uh, someone's going to come, gonna come up with it in the comments. On, is that yeah. Matthew McConaughey in that movie too? I don't remember. Um, is there any chance we're actually living that now?
2: The Walking Dead? So we're not
0: walking dead. It's not an apocalypse movie. It's just like the world's dying type situation. Oh, yeah. And he's got to go to, he's got to go like into space to save the world. Come on, people. Oof. Come on, chat. What's happen. that movie? Might actually be living it right now.
2: You're right. not talking about 12 Monkeys, are you?
0: No. Interstellar. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle, in the chat. Interstellar. Yeah. Oh, Interstellar.
2: Okay. All right. Can, can
0: all the sm- smoke in the air makes me a little. Comfortable.
2: All right. What do you What else you got, Carm? So I opened up uh, my mailbox today, and um, you I got was, mail. Yeah. And oh, I what have yellow pages. The yellow <laughs> pages. That's badass. Hello. They stopped making phone books <laughs> ten years ago, and I feel like this is a prank. That somebody knows that I'm turning the big 5-0 this year, and like this dude doesn't know how to use the internet, so let's send him <laughs> the yellow pages. Yeah, That doesn't that's exist hilarious. anymore. The let's real look up a plumber right page.
0: now. Let, let's call a plumber right now. Let's look up a plumber. Wow. I mean, this, is, this is not the white pages. so You can't just like... Yeah, back there, in the day, I would I would look up my friends. There's white pages at the
2: front. These oh, are, there are white numbers. Pages. Wait, that's... Oh, wow. So I, you can, can look up your book. neighbor's phone numbers i mean we're gonna have to <laughs> that's a grace. throw on the glasses here give me a
0: plumber <laughs> i got a leak in my faucet that i've been working on for days and i can't quite get this stop.
2: I, I don't want to i don't particularly like swearing on the pod but how the fuck uh, why why are you sending <laughs> why are you sending me the yellow pages i am i am offended <laughs> you're offended <laughs> i am <laughs> i could Is call CHGO me- listed in the yellow pages
0: I don't that's, even know what category. Let it under,
2: but Let me look it up. Oh, yellow. that's amazing. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I guess the business part of the white pages here are just the, all these businesses, although there are some names in here, too. But I guess they have their own business. CHGO. Like, as if I know how to do an alphabetical yellow page. What is this? Uh, all the president's men. And I'm... <laughs> Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford trying to f- locate the dude in Minnesota who donated $25,000. I am offended.
0: Yeah. I, well, here's what I don't know why you're offended unless they're only giving it to like, I'm telling certain, you, they a certain certain age only
2: gave it to a certain age group. There's no way that, <laughs> that are 25 in this building. Got a copy of this thing. I don't buy it. I think it's age appropriate mail and i don't that's like mean. it that's did, awesome did not need oh, that okay. reminder today yellow pages but uh oh. yeah no i don't think we're listed here team unfortunately or fortunately it's unfortunate all
0: right lawrence wants to go let's get to the last two super chats mark
2: there actually is a chgo theological seminary chgo pizza you know that's just uh, chicago that's just yeah <laughs> sorry right. have a nice day
0: all right. Mark says, great job, guys. More entertaining than second warm-up band for Muse in Huddersfield, England. Fair if anybody
2: point. wants this, DM me. I will I will go and send it to you. You can have it. You got to sign it. I'll, I'll, I'll autograph it. Sign the, the Yellow
0: Pages? Yes. So Mark's at a concert right now listening to us. That's, that's awesome. Thank you, Mark. Let's go, Mark. Hopefully Muse is – I like Muse. That's cool. Uh, Bragg's in the stands, uh, which nobody's ever heard of that. Uh, $5. Will Hogue agree to meet up with fans and get egged for punishment on his reporting? We can raise money for charity. Braggs equals good idea factory. Wait, what was that idea last week he had that we all just like said no? It wasn't uh, the guest. It wasn't the guest. There was okay. another thing where he was like, oh, oh the mini, make... the mini, the mini. Yes, he wanted Bears? to shrink the all the players from mini camp.
2: <laughs> I thought that was really, really, really horrible. why don't we just make a minis and put big heads out of it that's what we'll talk about for an hour
0: (laughs) yeah no um uh first of all i will agree to meet up with fans as always i will not get egged and um yeah this brings this podcast full circle because we're not sure why brags is uh, graciously and i appreciate defending me on this show but apparently on social media just throwing me under the bus left and right there's no consistency to it whatsoever. So I will say this, let me just, this is the one thing I want to say on what happened last week, uh, outside of the fact that the numbers that keep getting thrown around on Twitter are one inaccurate and not even it's from one part of practice and not the entire practice, but I enjoy continually to this morning, still getting them sent to me. Um, I'm glad he had a great practice Thursday. Like I said, he would, um, Congrats to you guys for being able to cover that. It must've been glorious. I'll just say this. I have never in now. This is my 13th year covering this team. Not even close. Have I witnessed this fan base? So what's the right word? Just like on edge. This is maybe loyal to one player. I mean, it is, and, and, and I'm not, I want to be perfectly clear on this. I am not complaining about it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I'm, I am I think it's so cool that Bears fans and us doing this show have a player as important as Justin Fields to cover. Um, And, I mean, we're all hoping that it works out. There is absolutely no reason for any of us to be Thinking otherwise, if you think there's an incentive to like negatively report anything, there's not, I'll take you inside baseball for a second. Before we hit play on that show or record or whatever button we hit when the show starts, we all had a side conversation about how this show is probably going to get fewer numbers because we just got to be honest about what we saw today. It, there, There's absolutely no incentive at all to go that route. Um, but I've just never seen this where like you like he can throw an interception and you say he threw an interception and everybody's mad about it. it it's, 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 it's wild to me, but also kind of cool at the same time. Cause just everybody's so uh, excited about Justin Fields and um, it's, it's going to be a fun year to cover him. I, I mean, already the storylines with this team are so much better. But we are not going to lie to you when the days are not great.
2: Had to have been tipped. I don't know what you're complaining about. It's the middle of June. Wasn't schemed right. What are you talking about? He's the best thing I've ever seen. Did you, just, did you see what Jaquan Brisker said about him? Okay, okay, we got. Okay. Yeah, we know. We Everybody know. Relax. I know. It's
1: yeah. Training camp. 37 days away. There's going to be more of it, okay? He's going to have good and bad days, and we're going to be here to tell you all about it.
0: All I ask is if you want to go after the guys that are, like, irrationally saying bad things about Justin Fields and how he can't throw, like, that one came up last year. Um, Was that LaShawn McCoy who said that? Like, mm-hmm. he can't throw. Like, trust me, we are going to be right there with you, and we are going to shoot all those dumb takes down as much as possible. Um, but we're also going to be balanced in what we see and, uh, and just tell you how it is, is how it's going to be. So, um, I don't know how I got thrown into the Justin Fields hater crowd when I'm literally two days later said he was going to the pro or two days earlier said he was going to the pro bowl, which I still believe. Um, but it is what it is. I just think it's fascinating, uh, as as we do this show on a daily basis and it's going to continue. All I want to say is I appreciate your passion. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I think we all appreciate your passion. We appreciate you being here. Nobody's trying to tear anybody down. And, uh, and I just hope you stick with us, hang out with us, hit subscribe, hit that like button, please rate and review the podcast, leave us five stars, um, and become a diehard too. come hang out with us all year, all slash diehard. Make sure you're reading Nick's work. Make sure you're subscribed to my newsletter. Carm wrote something yesterday. hmm I go on vacation. Carm's writing. This is amazing.
2: I mean, yeah. I did ask, though, did someone copy edit for him? I, I looked it over. He's got more working fingers fun.
0: than Nick right now. <laughs>
2: don't don't, don't, don't respond Mike? Did to that. Mike, did, Mike, uh, did he do the copy editing? Uh, Mike, Mike had a big three-run <laughs> homer last night in, in the first inning. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it, it might you get an internship it. because of his softball ability. Might have been one of the be- best hires in company <laughs> history. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to some people on the inside, and and the word on the street is that that piece by Karm is absolutely positively borderline dynamic and, and and incredible and beautiful and should be read by all and retweeted by all. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: Uh, go read it all fun show today we'll be back tomorrow uh back at noon as we keep the summer the dog days of summer rolling here on CHGO. we'll talk to you then